And he had sent me a photo of him on a boat with a printed out photo of me and told me that he had been masturbating to my photo the entire time he was there. What the fuck? Welcome back to Other People's Lives. I'm Joe Sinegato. I'm Greg Dybeck. For anyone out there that would like to be a guest on our show, uh, hit us up. Our email is oplpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us your story and we'll get back to you. Today we're speaking to a woman who reached out and she is actively being stalked by two men. So not past tense, like actively as we speak, has two stalkers, uh, really frightening situation, but she's here to tell us all the details about that. So thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, it's a... It's weird because we have touched on this topic before, but like I just said, it's sort of uh, past tense kind of walking us through experiences. So talking to you, knowing that this is actively going on, it's creepy, I guess, to say the least. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But can you just uh, talk about, I guess, when this first started? So you said there's two men. um, So kind of when did this start popping up? Um, Yeah, so I... uh at first I didn't notice that it was a stalker situation because I met him before I moved to the town where he lives. Um, I moved from one small rural town to like 200 miles East to another one. And when that happened, I had already met him like through sports because his school competed with ours. And it was the summer between my eighth grade and freshman year. And when this happened, he was pretty normal. Like he was a little awkward, but I didn't really see anything strange about it. Um, And actually, after I moved, he ran into me in the hallways of the high school and he introduced me to like all of his friends. Um, And because of that, I actually started dating his stepbrother like a month into me living in the same town as them. Um, He had never been any like kind of weird towards me or anything like that at first. Um, And then as soon as I started dating his brother, he got really weird. Um, He would tell me all the time that he didn't like it, that it made him uncomfortable And I didn't really understand it. And it was one of those like really short, like high school relationships where you only date for like a week. Um, And like it crashed and burned as it always does. And afterwards, he was a lot less like intense about it. Um, But he he played on the high school football team and we would all like a group of our friends would go watch him play. And after his JV games, he would come sit with us and watch like the varsity games after. And when this would happen, um, there was like this fence that we would all stand at to watch the games. And he would actually like trap me in between himself and the fence. And like, he didn't put his arm around me like a friend would. He would like wrap his arms around me like really intimately and like hug me from behind. And it was super weird and made me uncomfortable. And I would just kind of like try to move away from him and, you know, tell him that I wasn't interested. Um, And he respected it for a while until like six months later when I had kind of tapered off talking to him entirely because he was making me uncomfortable. He started repeatedly calling my phone. Um, And this was when I was like 15. Like I had just turned 15 at this time. And he's calling me repeatedly. And when I finally pick up, he's telling me he's going to hurt himself. Um, Yeah. So he was calling me and telling me like, if you don't talk to me, I'm going to kill myself. And he knew that, like, within, like, the couple years prior, I had actually lost a friend to suicide. And he knew, like, as an adult, I can, like, objectively see that it was manipulative. And he was using that to try and get my attention. And he was using it to keep me talking because he knew I wouldn't leave him that way, especially because we had been kind of friends in the past. 
Um, so he used that to keep me on the line and I would talk to him. I would talk him through it. Um, and for a really long time, it was like, he was holding me hostage that way. Like he was keeping me talking to him specifically because he told me he would harm himself if I didn't. Um, he would send me roses on Valentine's day and on my birthday. And I would always thank him and tell him I was appreciative and try and be friendly about it to keep it from being weird. (laughs) But he would always like really hammer home that it was meant to be a romantic thing. And it wasn't until, uh, adulthood that I realized the severity of this first stalker um because he wouldn't leave me alone and eventually he actually when we were like 18 it was like senior year of high school so like all of this stayed pretty consistently the same we'd have like longer periods of time where we didn't speak very often um but my sister is actually four years younger than me and we look and sound exactly the same like if she was on the call right now you could not tell the difference between us um we we genuinely are like copy and paste the same person. And when she got into high school, he actually started trying to contact my little sister. And I like, I will let people push me around all day, but I do not fuck around with my little sister. Um, She is my best friend. She is my person. And I was ready to go to the mat. Like I hit him up. I said, you better fuck off. Like, I swear to God, I, I will, <laughs> I'll come beat your ass and then I'll bring my dad and he'll beat your ass too. Like I'm not playing. Um, And he admitted to me then that he was only contacting my sister, one, to get my attention, and two, because he felt like she was a second chance at having me, Um, which was the moment that I realized how severely, like, obsessed he was with me in general. That is a wild thing to hear from a person. Like, Like that level of desire is just, yeah, I literally Uh just said, ew, out loud, Yeah, like, and (laughs) couldn't control it. So... Okay, and wait, so how long, I mean, this is actively happening. Like, how many years has it, it been? Um, this will be the 10th year that he has Holy been Holy And this is like high school's over. You've moved on. You're adults. And what is, so what is he doing, like, present day? Yeah, so um, one of the most, so we actually didn't talk for a while um, out of high school. I blocked him on everything after the situation with my sister because what the fuck. <laughs> I did not want anything to do with this man. Um, and I, I kind of heard from a lot of people that he was kind of this way with a couple of people. He wasn't as like intense about them as he was with me, but he was still like creepy towards other girls. Um, and like two years out of high school. So when I was 20 and I'm 23 now. So when I was about 20 years old, he messaged me and he had actually gone into the military and he went into, I believe the coast guard. And he sent me a photo when he first got back from a new account with a different name. And he had sent me a photo of him on a boat with a printed out photo of me and told me that he had been masturbating to my photo the entire time he was there, like out the entire time he was out on the water. What the fuck? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was not cute. I, <laughs> I was not excited about that. And I immediately was like, you know, fuck off. I have a boyfriend. Leave me alone. And at this time I'm dating like I was dating my current husband. And I was like, dude, like get over it (laughs) you've it's been six years I've been very clear with you the whole time I am not interested so I block him again and he starts sending me flowers to where I'm living and at this time I actually lived across the state in like a big city and he was figuring out like he figured out where I lived I have no clue how and he started sending me flowers to my front door nearly daily what um yeah so eventually we got like a ring door camera situation set up it was kind of like janky because we're broke, but like 
it was fine. Um, he wasn't in the States at the time, so I wasn't too worried that he was going to hurt me or anything like that. Um, but then like two years later, he was back stateside and he texted me to let me know that like he figured out my new number. Don't know how. <laughs> uh, and he contacted me to let me know he was stateside and he apologized for being weird towards me. And I said, you know, thank you. I really don't want to keep talking, whatever. And kept it very surface level. And then he actually started asking me if I ever thought about what would have happened if we had stayed together. And at this point I'm engaged <laughs> and he knows I'm engaged. And I'm like, no, like I will take any opportunity to talk about how hot and funny and handsome my husband is. So I used it as an opportunity to kind of brag on my husband. And I said, you know, he's really great. I feel like everything happened for a reason. I feel like I'm in this place I'm at because I didn't make any choices differently. And so, no, I don't think about it. I don't think back on what I would have done differently because I wouldn't have ended up with the person I'm with now. And he got really pissed. <laughs> he was super angry. Um, and by this point, we had actually moved back over to the small town that I had been living in when I first met my husband and when I had gone to high school with this guy. And this is when I, it was pretty like everyone kind of knew where I worked because I worked for a local school in the special education department. And because of that, I worked a lot with the community. So everyone knew where I worked. So he would show up to my work and oh, like leave God. notes on my car. Um, and it became a security issue with my school. Like I had to let them know that I had a stalker because of the fact that like I am with 12 year old kids all day long. And there is this man showing up to try and get my attention while I'm working with children. Did you ever uh, like try to get like a restraining order or any anything like that or like tell the police like there's this guy who's kind of creeping me out now? Yeah. So that's where it's really fucked up. Um, he's a cop's kid. Ah. So, so um, in our town, it's very small and it's pretty well known that like calling the cops here, if they're friends with the person, if they know the person that is the perpetrator, you're not getting anything like nothing's going to happen. Um, I called the police when he started leaving notes on my car outside of the school because it was less so about my safety and more about the safety of my students that I was really scared for. Um, because like, you know, there's a lot of school shootings that happen and he's fucking unhinged. So like, I didn't want him showing up and doing something scary <laughs> to, to these kids. Um, so I called the police and tried to report it and uh, literally nothing came from it. Um, uh, his dad was very prominent in our community as well. Like a very prominent police officer that everyone knew very well. Uh, so <laughs> nothing happened, nothing was done. And they said, I didn't have enough proof to get a restraining order. That's a crazy thing with stalking, right? It's like you need evidence or there's it has to be this proof, but it's like the manipulative stalker who I guess knows what they're doing, for lack of a better term. It's like they're they're never gonna give you that. Like they're just being creepy and finding out where you live and hitting you up and leaving notes, but it's like technically like what are they getting arrested for, I guess? I unless I'm wrong, unless I don't know. Like I mean, can no, you just genuinely like, it's infuriating specifically because, like, in the state I live in, like, I live in the Pacific Northwest. Like, I'm fine with that being out there. I live in the Pacific Northwest, and, in, like, in this area especially, except for California, the stalking laws are not very strict. So, like, it would genuinely take him physically harming me wow. before they could do anything about it. It's like, I know we just keep saying creepy and weird, which it is, but, mm -hmm. like, do you do you fear for your safety? Because that's just, even just like hearing flowers every day, just this constant reminder that like this person's out there obsessing over you, thinking about you, um, finding out, you know, new details about your life. That's just, that's terrifying. Like, are you afraid that this guy 
might bring it to another level? Um, yes and no. So again, I do have two stalkers, which I'm sure we'll get into the second one. We barely scratched the much. surface. The, this yeah. current one you've told us about doesn't scare you as much as the second one that we haven't no, talked about. That. The second one's way okay. scarier. Um, this guy, uh, he freaks me out for sure. Um, but to be honest, I'm more angry than I am scared because, uh, like one, I like, I pride myself on being like a tough bitch. Like I was raised by a very tough mom. Uh, my siblings are tough people. I don't, I don't fuck around. Uh, so like me and my husband have a running joke that if he pulls up to my house, it's the wrong house to walk into anyway. Cause I'm, I'm actually like extensively trained in martial arts. So I know I can protect myself. Um, but it does like freak me out. I don't think I honestly, like this is going to sound dumb but or maybe not dumb but it like i genuinely think he's too much of a pussy to do anything like i really do think he is way too scared to actually do anything to me face to face okay do you think he's probably gonna hear this no i don't think so um i don't really know for sure i just keep blocking the accounts to be honest um the flowers have stopped because he now doesn't know where i live uh we moved into an apartment specifically actually an apartment because of the fact that there would be other people around, um, like Mm -hmm. pretty regularly. Uh, so he can't really get away with sending things to my door without it being weird. My property management knows. Um, so I haven't seen anything physically in a long time. It's just like the repeated, like making of accounts to try and contact me. And like, it'll start off with like, I'm really sorry. And then he'll make another account. Once I've blocked that one being like, you're a fucking bitch. You're stupid. You're a whale. Like calls me all sorts of nasty shit. And I'm like, okay, well, if I was really that ugly, you wouldn't be in like fucking obsessed. Relax. Jesus. But like, <laughs> it's, it's more funny at this point. Like not necessarily funny. Like it's angering, but if I don't laugh about it, then like the fuck am I going to do? Like, I'm just going to hole up in my bed and be terrified all day. When was the last time he like made contact with you? Um, last week, uh, he just last week made contact with me. Um, and again, he was on like the apologetic thing, like very much. I'm really sorry. I wish you would talk to me so we could talk this through. Um, again, I just blocked it. I'm sure I'll get another one. Like I'm probably due for one by now, to be honest. Um, but like he just, he literally is just insufferable. (laughs) He will not leave it be. Yeah, it's also, it's also just extremely annoying. It yeah, really is. <laughs> wow. So, well, to us, that's creepy and scary. And you said that one doesn't really scare you, but this other stalker does. So what's the uh-huh. origins of this other one? And it's wild that so, you have two stalkers. Yeah, I don't know what the hell I did <laughs> to get two people this interested. I really think I'm just a normal person, but whatever, I guess. Um, this guy is the strangest mystery to me because I literally, so we went to high school together as well. Um, he was also in my grade and he and I did choir together of all things. Um, like, and he wasn't even in the same choir I was, but our, our school was very heavy on the arts. And so like I was in advanced choirs. So sometimes we would all end up traveling together to different things. So he was around me through that, but he never might like made any contact with me until I was 19. And it was like, right when I started dating my husband. And when this happened, um, originally it started off pretty normal. He just messaged me and asked me how I was doing. And I didn't really like see anything weird about it. I just figured it was like an old, like acquaintance reaching out to say hi. Um, so like it was over Facebook messenger and we talked over Facebook messenger, very surface level, like, Oh, what have you been doing with life? What have you been doing with life? Like just simple shit like that. 
And then he asked me for my Snapchat because he didn't use Facebook very often, which I kind of figured was a little bit bullshit, but I was like, you know, whatever, what's he going to do? I have a boyfriend. It's fine. So he adds me on Snapchat and immediately, like, I'm not kidding. There was no, Hey, hi, hello. It was immediately, you should send me news. And I was like, Hey, fuck no. <laughs> like I'm not interested. And he, like, I was at this time, I had been spending a week at my now husband, then boyfriend's house. Uh, and during this time, like, I'm not kidding, for a solid week, it was, like, constantly blowing up my phone, asking, like, begging me to send him nudes. And I was like, dude, like, get the hint, no. And, like, <laughs> it's funny, <laughs> like, now, because my husband, who is very much, like, unhinged, in fairness, took my phone, and he was like, if he wants nudes, he's going to get them. He actually took my phone to the bathroom and sent him a picture of his balls. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> to make him leave me alone. <laughs> but and I guess like, the balls didn't do the trick. <laughs> it did it first, actually. <laughs> like, surprisingly. And I thought it was the funniest shit I had ever seen in my whole fucking life. Um, because, I mean, it worked, like, for a while. There was a good, like, year where this guy didn't contact me again. Okay. Um, I didn't hear anything and it didn't feel like it was going to escalate from there in any way. So I wasn't worried about it until <laughs> I was about 20 years old. And at the time I had actually come back to my hometown again from where I was living at the time. Cause again, this started in the midst of me getting all the roses and shit from the other guy. Okay. Um, so I come back to my hometown and I was living with my dad at the time, um, helping take care of my brother because my parents had just split up and my dad is a firefighter. So he works 48 hour shifts. Um, so at the time my brother was like really young, he was like 13, 14 and he needed like another caregiver in my dad's home. So I moved in to kind of take over that role and take care of my brother. And during that time, there was a, a week where he was at my mom's, my brother was, and my dad was actually at work on one of those 48 hour shifts. And it was like the first 48 hours. And when that would happen, I would just kind of like stay in the living room a lot of the time, because again, I was pretty creeped out from the first stalker situation. So I kind of wanted to stay in like an open area where I felt safer. And that was my living room. So I would sit there and I was like watching TV and it was like three in the morning. And at this point is where it like really escalated. Like I had kind of like, he had made a few accounts to try and contact me again. Um, and at this point, like, I just figured he was trying to talk to me and I was like, well, here we fucking go again. Like <laughs> there's another dude making multiple accounts to try and talk to me. What the fuck? And this is when I found out that he had previously followed me home and knew where I lived. Um, I hadn't known at the time. So like, I know now that he had already known where I lived. So in hindsight, I believe this situation was him breaking into my home. So I was sitting in my living room and I heard like tapping on the, like there's this like really huge window that goes into our backyard. And I heard this tapping and I honestly didn't think anything of it because it was about the time that the sprinklers came on. So a lot of the time, like you'd hear rapping on the window and you would think it was just the water. Um, and I thought I heard someone like talking outside my window, but I couldn't like tell, like I'd pause the TV and like wait to listen and there would be nothing. So I didn't think anything of it. Um, so I'd hit play, whatever. And then the knocking became like violent. Like it was definitely someone smacking on my window, like as hard as they could. It like rattled the window. And I was like, what the fuck? Like <laughs> immediately terrified. And then I hear 
footsteps like crunching through the gravel of my backyard and we had a sliding glass door back there and it didn't lock properly so you had to like kind of like rig it so that it wouldn't open immediately um and I heard the door start rattling so when that happened I knew it was about to open so I got up and I ran into my dad's room and thankfully not mine I don't know why I made the choice you can call it God. You can call it the universe. I don't, I don't know, <laughs> but I ran into my dad's room instead of my own, locked my dad's door. Um, my dad has a lot of guns. He's very much a rural man. So I pulled out one of his guns, loaded it and called the police. Um, they were there within a few minutes, but I could hear him walking around my house and I just stayed completely silent. I was fucking terrified. I was crying. I had the gun pointed at the door and I was ready to do what I had to do to defend myself, which I've, like, I, I literally have shot a gun maybe once in my life. Like I don't, I don't fuck with guns. Like they scare the shit out of me, but I was doing what I had to do. And police get there. I was on the phone with the police until they got there. They clear my home. And when I come out, the only room that's been fucked with is my room. The person there, like you could see muddy footprints because again, the sprinklers were on. So there was mud tracked through the house and it went straight into my bedroom like the person was looking for me a lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time we always think what if there's just an extra hour in a day or if we had unlimited time what would we do with it it's something we crave because it's time time is elusive it's always getting away from us it feels but what if we could feel like we did have more time if we were getting more time for ourselves and for the things that we love. And something that's really interesting, and this has been true for me, is that with therapy, when you're able to really narrow down the things that are important to you and look at the things that may be wasting your time, because sometimes it's hard to admit and realize that maybe certain relationships or habits are actually wasting time, then you feel like you are literally getting more hours in a day. You feel like you're getting time back for the things that you love. And there's just this clarity of what's important. And it's, it's like a superpower in a way, um, that is the closest thing I think to giving yourself more time. So let therapy help you find what matters most to you so that you can do more of it. And if you guys are thinking about giving therapy a, a try, then check out BetterHelp. BetterHelp is entirely online. That's super appealing for a lot of people uh, because there's no commute, there's no wait room or anything like that. And it's convenient and it's flexible. So you can really fit this into your schedule. And to get started, you just fill out a brief questionnaire. And after that, you'll get matched with a licensed professional therapist. What's really cool about BetterHelp is if you're not feeling that first therapist, or maybe it's just not the exact person that you whatever feel comfortable opening up with, or you just want to explore a few different people before you lock into one, you can do that. You can easily change therapists until you find that person that feels like the perfect match for you. So... Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. And you can visit BetterHelp.com slash OPL and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash OPL. You'll get 10% off your first month. And like we said, take a chance on yourself to find what matters the most for you uh, and do more of that thing because that 
That is how you get time back in this life. At the time, so like you're sitting there in your dad's room with a loaded gun, and in your mind, you're pretty certain that it's your stalker outside, not just like a random person breaking in. Yeah. Um, so what's funny is I honestly didn't assume it was the second guy at first because I hadn't had as much contact with him. Oh. It was, I figured it was the first guy. Mm-hmm. Um, we know now that it definitely wasn't like he actually had an alibi. Like police did check into that. He had an alibi. He was not there. Um, he wasn't even in the town when it happened. So okay. that's where I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> oh my God. Um, and at the time I was, I was really scared. Um, because like obviously someone had just broken into my house and I wasn't I I didn't know what to do like I was home alone I eventually ended up just deciding to go and I stayed with a friend for a couple of days until my dad got back and I like kind of made the choice to never be at my dad's by myself ever again like I literally anytime both of my dad and my brother were gone I was staying elsewhere yeah totally and also just how reckless and unhinged you have to be to break in so blatantly like yeah, there was like, nothing sneaky made noise bang came in tra- like tracked footprints like right to your bedroom that's so terrifying he wanted me to know like he wanted me to know and like the one thing that i have noticed about this stalker that scares me more than anything is that he wants me to be fully aware like the first guy is just kind of delusional like he just believes that like he's in love with me even though he honestly doesn't know me that well it's the second guy that genuinely, I think, just wants to hurt me. And when was the last time you had any contact with him? Um, funnily enough, this morning, <laughs> uh, like after you and I booked the episode and everything, um, I went to the gym this morning because I go to the gym like on a pretty, pretty regular schedule. I try to go at different times because varying my schedule is like the easiest way to avoid my shocker. Um, so I went to the gym this morning earlier than usual. And when I came back outside from the gym, um, and I had parked right in front of the gym, like he did this right in view of like cameras and everything. He had taken shit out of my car, like just random shit and put it on top of my car. Like there was no, he didn't steal anything, nothing. He literally just wanted me to know he was there. How did he get in your car? Um, my car doesn't lock. <laughs> it's an actual piece of shit. Like, it's legit falling apart. Um, but at the time, like, I just park in front of the building so that, like, most of the time that deters anyone from getting into my car. And I don't keep anything of value in it anyways. But he had literally taken, like, you know those, like, claw clip things? He took one of them, smashed them on the ground, and then he put everything else that was in my center console, which was literally, like, an empty protein shake, and put it on top of my car. You saw him or you just saw that like the aftermath? I saw the aftermath and the person at the front saw it vaguely. Like it didn't, he didn't do it in a way, I guess that like he, he made it almost look like he was getting into his own car. Like he just opened the door and like he even, I guess the guy said he had keys in his hand and like my, my car doesn't take anything to get into. He was literally holding the keys so that people thought he was getting into his own car. And that happened today? Yeah, just this morning, like literally two hours ago. Jesus. This is, it's like, I'm not even trying to be funny. It's like being like haunted by a ghost or something. Like he's just trying to like get under your skin and fuck with you. But you did mention you think for him, he wants you to know, but you also think his intention is to hurt you. 
Um, I don't know if it's necessarily to physically hurt me, but I know he is enjoying, like, I'm, it seems like he is enjoying the psychological terror that he is inflicting mm-hmm. on me. And I think that that's what he's, like, getting off on. What do you think, do you ever think what would have happened? Like, what if you were in your room that night? Like, what do you think his purpose that night was? Um, he had pretty consistently, like, one of the things that caused me to block him in the first place was when I was rejecting him and like he had made new accounts and I texted him and I was like, I had finally texted him back after like ignoring like five or six accounts. And I was like, would you just fuck off and leave me alone? And he literally was like, bitch, I'm going to fucking rape you. Like threatening to sexually assault me. And I really genuinely believe he was there to sexually assault me. This is fucking crazy, man. Yeah. It's not, super fun <laughs> not gonna lie i mean if i was you i'd be carrying a gun honestly um i only don't because i don't like i'm not super comfortable with guns yet um my brother who is now a senior in high school very tough kid um he's really into guns um he's autistic and it's like his special interest so he has like committed to taking me and teaching me how to shoot and protect myself um i always keep like pepper spray on me i actually keep like my location on for like five different people at all times. I'm super proactive about it because like, I like there's no other choice really. Yeah. It just changes like the course of your life in a way of just how you live and go about your every day. Yeah. And like, to be honest, I think that's what makes me the most angry. Like the thing is, is like, I'm one of those people that like, when I feel a lot of overwhelming negative emotions, I have to channel it into one thing or I can't function. So, like, I feel, like, during the day, like, at nighttime, it's more of the fear. But, like, during the day, I literally just channel it into this, like, almost spiteful anger. Like, I won't allow this man to keep me from living my life. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm still going to see the people I love. I'm still going to do things that I enjoy. I'm still going to go to the gym, even if he fucks with my car while I'm inside. Like, I refuse to allow him any leeway on changing my life because then he's getting what he wants. Right. Are you just making sure that you're never home alone at any point? Um, no, not necessarily. Um, my neighbors know. Um, I'm actually like a stay at home wife right now. And my neighbor is also like a stay at home mom. So she kind of keeps an eye out. Um, I keep my door locked at all times. And I've actually never had an issue with him at this apartment. I don't think he knows where I live yet. Mm -hmm. Um, because I've been pretty aggressive about like, even when I drive home, I like take separate routes to make sure no one's following me first. Like every drive home from my parents, every drive home anywhere. Like I do not play around. Everything feels like I'm trying to lose a tail. Yeah. It's such a burden. Yeah. It's such a wild way to live, to have to live your life. And is there anything that like, I guess you were saying like, there's nothing you can really do about this because until he does something like now he's just being fucking creepy. But I mean, someone breaking into your fucking car, like that has to be something, right? I mean, there has to be cameras in front of the gym. No. Yes. I think the only reason I like, like I haven't done anything about it today because honestly, like I'm at the point now where I'm just exhausted. Like cops are not doing shit. (laughs) And our town is actually pretty notorious for our police force being fucking horrible like they don't do anything like we actually had a woman go missing like a few years ago and like it's pretty cut and dry that her husband killed her and they won't do anything about it like they will not investigate it like 
they just don't want to. <laughs> and so they don't. So it's kind of like I've just lost the hope of them helping me. I know it's not always this simple, but is moving an option for you guys? Moving out of town, moving out of state? Um, no, actually, which sucks. Um, we do not make a whole ton of money. Um, it's, it's really hard. And it's honestly kind of like, it's fucked and it's heartbreaking because like you have to sit there and like, there's been days where I had to choose between buying pepper spray and buying dinner, like days like that. Mm. Um, there's, it's, it's been a lot of not being able to move because of financials and because also like, I just don't want to leave my family as well. And it feels like letting him drive me from here is almost like letting him win. So it's a really complicated feeling of like, part of me wants to run the fuck as far away as I can, but I can't afford to do it. And I like hate the idea of him winning, I guess. Yeah, no, based on what you said, it seems like that wouldn't sit well with you. To, no, to make and I have move. no doubt he would follow me wherever I went. What, what, like, it's crazy too for, I mean, I think we see like clearly see the difference between these two types of stalkers at this point um mm -hmm. but like weird that these seeds and the origins were both planted in high school like you're yeah. so young at that point to like but i guess this is just who these people are um but is it you said it was a mystery before but just no idea why you're being targeted by these men they just latched um, onto you for some reason so I guess the first one, like, to be honest, if I go into the psychology of it, like, realistically, I think the first one is genuinely just someone who does not, he's not used to hearing the word no. Like, he's not used to being told he can't have what he wants. So when one, when a person tells him, like, no, you can't have me, he doesn't see me as a person. He sees me as an object to be won and to be, like, owned. Um, and he's acted that way with any woman I've ever seen him date. He He's very possessive. And he finds like ownership over women. And so I believe genuinely that he just doesn't like that he's been turned down. And so he's made it his mission to like get me to agree to be with him. And it's just not going to fucking happen. Um, the second guy, I, I really don't know. <laughs> like, it should literally be a psychopath, so to be honest. <laughs> he, I really think he is. Um, he's one of those people. He actually was like, I live in a really like yeehaw hick town <laughs> and when i was in high school like i'm i'm bisexual and when i came out uh there was this group of people and it was during like 2016 like trump era he was friends with this group of people that would go around and like specifically hate crime people and he was in this group he didn't do the action but when we were seniors in high school someone he was friends with uh like actually took scissors and like cut my shirt up in the back to try and tear my shirt off of me in the middle of our school hallway. What the fuck and, is going on? Yeah, no, it's like, it's, it genuinely, this town is like a fucking soap opera. Say, people ridiculous. at your school suck. Yeah, no, we actually, our school had the highest suicide rate in the country at one point um, while I was in high school. Um, we also had like a double murder happen when I was in high school. We had that woman go missing when I was in high school. Like there is a solid, like, genuinely like a true crime junkies dream is this town <laughs> jeez that is terrifying so like i guess now uh, you know you're actively being stalked by these two people i mean we've kind of went over what your day-to-day -day is like but like are you optimistic that this will eventually stop or that you'll be able to 
get some sort of law enforcement involved or are you just planning to live your life like this? Um, honestly, I have, it, it comes and it goes like, it depends on the day for real. Um, like for me, one of the things for me is that I see every day as often as possible because again, like if I allowed this terror to sit with me, I would literally never get the fuck out of bed. Like I would never get up. So I, I go to the gym because I see every weight heavier lifted as another punch I can throw if this man attacks me. Like I go into this knowing that I'm ready to fight because I refuse to allow him to control my life and to hurt me. Um, I've been through some pretty like awful and traumatic shit. Um, and I've been sexually assaulted before. And I made myself a promise when that happened that this would never happen to me again. And I would never let a man treat me that way. I would never let a man hurt me that way. And that I would literally rather die swinging than allow that to happen to me. So I have lived every day just fighting as hard as I can to be ready if he does attack me to live my life as happily as I can with where I'm at now. I'm trying to find some sort of acceptance while also trying to find a solution at the same time, which is a really difficult situation to be in. Um, I feel optimistic in the way that like, I really think like the first guy will kind of get tired of me and leave me alone. The second guy I'm hoping will go away um, because like there have been times that it like dies down for a while, but like, like for example, my dad at one point, like I finally told my dad about it and my dad actually reached out to the guy himself. And my dad is a pretty big, scary guy. He's a black belt in two different martial arts. He's, fucking built he's terrifying he's been to prison he'll do it again he's got no problem and he essentially let this guy know exactly what was going to happen to him if he didn't leave me alone and it worked for like six months and then this guy was back so like him i'm less optimistic about i genuinely think that like either at some point i'm just going to move away and escape it or he's going to end up in prison because either he's going to try and harm me or he's going to try and hurt somebody else Wow. This is just insane to hear. Terrifying. But yeah, I mean, it's it's for sure very easy to get completely paralyzed from something like this. Um, so, you know, your approach is it's it's good to hear you're still living life the way that you want. And we just really hope this stops. <laughs> like it's just it's crazy that this is actively happening. It's crazy that the last contact you had with this guy was literally this morning. Um, it's just wild, but you know, it seems like you're really taking uh, a lot of measures to stay safe. And I think that was really helpful that you mentioned what some of those are, uh, for, you know, anyone else going through this as well. And we just thank you for sharing this thing that you're still living. Um, but you know, I'm sure that there's other people listening that have experienced this that are in this situation. So I think those tips always help and, you know, just kind of hearing your approach and attitude helps as well. Yeah, absolutely. I I really want people to like understand, like, if I'm going to say one thing that genuinely, like, if someone takes one thing away from what I have to say, I hope it's that you're stronger than whatever it is you're experiencing. Um, I read a book recently where the author said that you're foraged in fires much worse than what you're going through now. And I really think that that's true. You have to like find what gives you that strength, whether it's spite or anger or like the desire for joy. And you just have to like, keep pushing and push harder when you meet that resistance because like your life belongs to you and nobody can take that from you. 
Well said. And we appreciate you coming on today and taking the time to talk to us about this. Like, like Greg was saying, it's, it's wild that this was, you still have contacted these people one last week, one this morning. It's fucking crazy. So, you know, thank you so much for, uh, you know, coming on, telling your story and also sort of encouraging people to like, you know, live your life and make sure that you're a strong person, you know? So thank you. Of course. Thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate it a lot. Yeah. And, you know, please keep staying safe. Yeah. Thank you so much. You guys have a good one. You too. Bye. I can't even imagine dealing with something like this. No. I can't even imagine. The psychological mind fuck on top of like the fear of your own safety. It's just more than anything. I would rather be jumped every day than like someone (laughs) like let it happen. Just to like see something like, you know, like I just need to know, like I almost feel like, and I would not suggest, I wouldn't suggest this to fucking anyone, but my first reaction to like hearing this is like, if I kept getting a thing every day at my door or whatever, I'd be like, I'd have to go to that person's house <laughs> and, and just like figure it out. Cause like not knowing is like so much worse. Like I, I like need to know like what the fuck is going on here. You know what I mean? So like that is like, and that's the thing where you were talking about when it comes to stalking and law, law, law enforcement. Um, it's like a gray area. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, what are we going to arrest him for sending you gifts mm-hmm. or like, we're going to arrest him for sending you flowers. Like, how, how can we do that? But it is a tactic. You know what I mean? It is freaky. It's creepy and it's fucked up. And there, there should be like something that you can Dude, do about that. This just reminded me, there was a time where me and Brittany were getting a package like every other week to our apartment and it was just dog food addressed to Brittany. And we didn't, we don't have a dog, never had a dog and it would keep showing up. And I was so freaked out. Me and Brittany are like, what is going on? Like I locked, make sure like the door was locked every night just from dog food. I'm like, what? This is so creepy. And it ended up like her aunt in like California accidentally put our address on her dog food. So we found out and it was, but like the smallest thing. And I remember feeling the biggest relief. I can't fucking imagine if someone was like actively fucking with you in that way. Yeah. It's nuts. I've gotten stuff like that before. That was like anonymous. It was like a joke thing Mm. that like I no, but no one ever claimed it. It was for my birthday, like five years ago. It stays with you, right? Yeah. It was like like five (laughs) years ago. I got this thing in the mail and I was like, who's sending me this? And it was like stupid. Like it was, it was made, I forgot what it was, but it was like, it was made to look like it was, oh, it was made to look like it was like used panties. Okay. So it was like a fake package that looked like that. So anyone who was handling it was like, oh, this guy's yeah. getting used panties. And there was like a little piece that would stick out on the side. <laughs> and I was like, who the fuck sent me this? You know, and then you open it up and it's like, ah, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah. But no one ever claimed it. That's like no creepy. one no one was ever like, yo, dude, I sent this. And I, I may have hit you up about it. Like, I yo, think he thought it was me. Yeah, yeah probably. But I like I hit was up a it? few I hit up a no. few people and I was like, did you send me this? And they're like, no. And I was like, why would no one claim this? Like yeah. I get like waiting a while and like, but like never, it was five years ago. So I can't imagine if that would happen all the time. I'd be like, I can't, I got to move. Yeah. And bro, me out of all people, I mean, I'm fucking moving every sure. single time I'm out. I'm moving. Yeah. But you know, like the reality that's one, are you going to just give up everything? You know, you live near your family. You're like, bye mom, bye dad, bye brother. Like I'm across the country. I won't really see you anymore because of the stalker. And also like, if you don't have the means to do that, yeah. like now she is stuck in this situation. 
I want to fucking find this guy. Buy a gun. Yeah. For sure. Anyway, uh, for anyone else out there that wants to be on the show, hit us up. Our email is oplpodcast at gmail.com. Send us your story and we'll get back to you. Yeah, follow us on Instagram, TikTok, at oplpodcast. You can support at patreon.com slash oplshow. And that is all. See you guys next time. <laughs>